And look who's coming up. Continuing the show, we're going to talk with Jamie Thomas of uh, Jets Radio. Uh, he was in Penticton at the Young Stars Tournament over the weekend, so looking forward to chatting with him uh, about some of that. And, of course, uh, he's got to be over the moon about uh, what happened with the Miami Dolphins because he's a big Dolphins fan. He's stayed. You know, I bailed. Like, I was like, yeah, I, I've had enough of the Dolphins. Uh, they're, they're breaking my heart, so I'm leaving. Uh, but Jamie stayed, so i got to give him full credit my man jamie thomas uh joining me on the show do you do you like the new background that we got here uh when i was tuned into the show when it started at three o'clock eastern time or sorry what is that yeah three o'clock my time i was like what is going on and i'm like dino's renovated the man cave yeah so this, i was pretty impressed and, and, and that's obviously trisha's graduation photo obviously right yeah <laughs> do you like that <laughs> yeah i don't think trish likes it so much <laughs> class of 88 i just you know i just i'm so proud of uh her graduation and you know how hard she worked yeah. to get there so i want to show it off yeah <laughs> she's, she's like she's literally yelling at me in the background so it's beautiful <laughs> great like hair weekings mask and, yeah 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 dodgers Ooh. champs dodgers think- champs did you ask her how long it took her to do her hair every day? Because that looked like a long Hey, Trish, work. how long did it take you to do your hair every day? <laughs> she, Hey, by the way, she's going to be in, in Denver when you might be there at some point. So uh, you might she's, she's yeah. going there for a conference when the Jets are there. So watch out for ground beef uh, in the bed because she might try to prank yeah. you. <laughs> Underneath the pillow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this pillow feels... A- this pillow feels really meaty. So, yeah. so d- this is the reason why what happened, why we had to, we what happened over the weekend is this other fantasy show showed up and tried to fight us. We got some video of it here. They were like beating us up, and then the wall broke through, and we found this exposed brick. And so we're like, oh, we'll set it up. Obviously, we won. <laughs> yeah, we won that battle. We won that battle yeah. for sure. People fight us all the time. We win. You, you yeah. can't mess with prairie people, especially those oh, you of you from the Brandon region yeah. and from the uh, Cochrane, Alberta region. Um, nobody is tougher than us. That's right. Uh, how about Zidane Chara, though? Here, here's a guy, speaking of toughness, yeah. and this is the segue. Uh, like, I heard crazy stories about this guy that, you know, he never drank coffee. He didn't want to put anything into his body that would upset it. Like, he trained in the offseason by climbing Mount Kilimanjaro one time. So, I don't know if we're ever going to see another unique guy like Zidane Chara with the size that he had and just, you know, the, the terrific human being that he was and is. Yeah. Um, when Paul Maurice was coaching the Winnipeg Jets, he often talked about the story. Remember the, the European team at the World Cup of Hockey so Paul coached that team, and he just marveled at, like, just Zdeno Charo's work ethic and the the human being himself. And we've heard numerous stories, I'm sure you have, about his leadership, um, always including people, uh, somebody clearly you never wanted to mess with on the ice. There was a, I, you know, there's a lot of things with Zdeno Chara that I think is similar to Dustin Bufflin. I just call that nuclear deterrent. 
So like if you ever wanted to run anybody on the Jets or anybody on the Islanders or the Bruins, the nuclear deterrent would come on the ice and you're like, you take your finger <laughs> off the red button. I'm not touching that. So um, that, that part was fan- And just the strength, his reach. And every time he just thought, oh, there's no way he can play anymore. It, it's just that finally can, when you take care of your body, that's what happens. You, you can play that long and be that effective. Mm-hmm. So I always found him easy to deal with from a media perspective. We didn't see the Bruins very often, clearly, because we're out West and they come out every once in a while. And, but I just remember the dominant, the dominant player he was. And then just the stories afterwards uh, from the likes of Paul Maurice and then those who anybody who played with them is just, it's, it's sad that we're, we've come to this point because he's just such a great human being, great with the media, uh, just a unicorn in terms of the size and how effective he was. But I, you know, the, just the longevity that he had and how effective he was is just, it, it's, it, it'll be hard to replace or hard to have somebody that size play as long as he did and play as effectively as he did. Yeah, like big guys like that, things break down, and he kept uh, really, yeah. really good care of his body. I, I can't imagine what it have been like walking around Prince George uh, when he was there uh, for his time with the Cougars and just being like, holy God, this is a, this is the biggest lumberjack I've ever seen or something like that. Now, he retires, P.K. Subban retires, Keith Yandel retires. Out of those three, Chara's the only Hall of Famer, right? The other guys were good, but not Hall of Fame material. Chara's a Hall of Famer for yeah, me. Yeah, like- Full respect to Keith Yandel for breaking the the Ironman record. That that is, you know, I I thought no one was going to pass Doug Jarvis. I just thought that's just not even possible. But uh, especially in today's day and age, um, I know guys take care of themselves, but the grind and uh, how everybody's just the the speed of the game. Um, so full credit to Keith Yandel for for breaking that record. PK Subban, I think great run for probably five six years. But not like Zidane Charles. So and and PK had a great career, um, great part of the Jets, uh, Preds rivalry. Clearly a big part of the Canadians Bruins rivalry. But to me, yeah, there's it, there's no like they're great players, but they are not Hall of Famers like Zidane Charles. So sad time for a lot of people. Great players, uh, especially that many in one uh, off season and uh, of those types of names and stature. But no question that Zidane Char is the only Hall of Famer in my mind. And that, again, I, I am not disrespecting anybody in their mm-hmm. careers, but Zidane Char is the only Hall of Famer in my, in my eyes in that group. Uh, well, another guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, most likely uh, when his career is done, uh, signed a big contract today. The big news is that Ooh. Nathan McKinnon, massive contract. If you know, I hope the cap goes up, but it's 15% of the cap if it stays the same next year. Uh, now, listen. Yeah. This should not surprise anybody. I mean, this guy was on, you know, the best bargain deal of all time, possibly. I think Dreisaitl is the next, or Kale McCarr, the next best contracts in the NHL. But, you know, maybe I thought this was going to start with an 11. That's the only thing that might be surprising about this. Otherwise, it's not. Yeah, like I thought, you know, he wins a cup. And you just see how... Because the Jets play the, the Avalanche so often, I've seen my fair share of Nathan McKinnon. So it, it he is like in the same, to me, the same category in the area of Connor McDavid. I'm not going to put them in the same area, like the same player, mm-hmm. but terrifying whenever they're on the ice. Um, when Rantanen, McKinnon, and Landis Cog are together on that line, the top line for the Avalanche, it literally just seems like you just can't get the puck from them. And whenever McKinnon go, ends up in the high, sl- you know, ends up behind the blue line, you know, right in the middle part, it's just like, you know, it's coming. It's like, it's 
whenever Ovechkin gets the one-timer in the power play, you know that they're setting that up, but for some reason you just can't stop it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Nathan McKinnon finds a way to come up the half wall, come to the top of the blue line, and zip down the middle every single time. And you're like, you know it's coming, but he's just – like it, it was. it's a mystery that he's not been paid this much already um, with the value that he has to the Colorado Avalanche. So you can understand – why Nassim Kadri didn't really fit into the uh, the picture here. And I know it's you, you you love to include him because of what he did and what he meant for the Stanley Cup run for the Colorado Avalanche this year, but you have to pay Nathan McKinnon. Uh, that's just, It's flat out. That's what he has earned. We're hoping with the way things, you know, clearly with COVID, what seems to be behind us, and I'm touching wood when I say that, mm-hmm. that the, um, you know, revenue is going to go up for these teams and that the salary cap is going to go up. But, man, it's going to be tough here a little bit for the Avalanche to figure out how they're going to fit in all these high-priced talents. So the, the time is now for the Avalanche, clearly, to um, get things done here right away. Yeah, and, and the good thing is, is they have a lot of their best players locked up. They're going to have to just find yes. really, really good value contracts. But, yeah, you're right. Like, they yeah. won last year. You know, the window's going to you – know, Rantanen's going to need a due deal in a few years. So uh, we'll see. Remember, you, you, I know you remember this night in the NHL. Yeah. The almost empty netter from uh, Patrick Steffen. So this is something oh. cool that Jack Cookson and the Pro-Am sports guys have and, and Ken Cookson yeah. and the guys and girls there. The empty netter yeah. that wasn't. Maybe one of the most ridiculous plays that I've ever seen in an NHL arena, that almost empty netter and Hemsky went the other way and, and tied it. It was it was a wild night. Were you working here then, or were you at Sportsnet by then? I'm trying to – what year was that? Peter Labardius was doing to... Oilers with Ray Ferraro, so it was a long time ago. Yeah. It was we, a bit. You... I think I was still – yeah, we might have been at both at Glo- I was at Global and you were at H. I think, I think I think we're still in I think we're still in Edmonton then because yeah, I remember Ray Ferraro gave me a hard time about my haircut one time. So <laughs> yeah, that was around. <laughs> so uh, if he was working Oilers broadcast, you and I were still in Edmonton at that point, or I was still working locally there. So yes, I'm sure I was in the building. Um, I, you know what? I still to this day, you know how Jerry Seinfeld always goes, oh, oh, oh. yeah. That to me was if you could put that to a lot of Alish Hemsky because there was. Hemsky was so good at dancing through everybody, but just couldn't finish things off, yeah. right? He'd have this great breakaway. He'd skate through four guys. And again, I'm not in, because he was just so good one-on-one, but just couldn't finish thing. But that night, that night he finished. And you, know, you think of all the struggles that the, the Oilers had um, during those days, but there were some electric nights in that building as well. And that was one of them. But Patrick Steffen, former number one overall pick of the Atlanta Thrashers, um, will never be forgotten for that play. So that's a, that's a great promo right there. Yeah, I think that's that's really really cool. Um, and I, I, I think if you're an Oilers fan, you got to jump on that. Okay, so I know um, it, the the Dolphins game on Sunday was ridiculous. Mm. I mean, six touchdowns yeah. from from Tua and the comeback and everything. I, like, I was on with Rod Peterson yesterday, and he's in Florida. And, you know, you know, as a Dolphins fan, everybody's been talking about Lamar Jackson. Do you think that shuts up now? Yeah. And and are, and are Dolphins fans finally going to say, we have the guy, let's not mess with it? Uh, I think so. But, you know, like Buffalo's next week. So mm. there's a big answer coming up here right away. Like, And I am not taking anything that Tua did right there because I specifically remember – texting a buddy who's a Ravens fan and going like, yeah, I took the happy Gilmore. Somebody's closer meme. You know what I'm talking about? Cause yeah. the dolphins that came back from 21 down. And then of course, the second I text them, the Ravens kicked the field goal. And I'm and like, buddy, like, like it's like clockwork. Anytime you chirp, I, anytime I chirp anybody 
in fantasy sports, in real life, it, it comes back to blow up in my face. So I put the phone down because it was right before the uh, Jets were playing uh, Vancouver, I believe. Yeah, it was Vancouver on Sunday. Put the phone down. I saw they were losing 38-35, and I'm like, okay, I quit. And about 30 minutes, I pick up my phone, and I'm like, what just happened? And I text my buddy Brian. I'm like, what happened? He's like, Tua just marched them down the field. So good for them. Um, it, 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 what Mike McDaniel's done is open up the passing game, and they are going to pass and pass and pass until Tua's arm falls off. But who cares? Because if this is just the way it's going to work, Fantastic, because uh, th- this has been a long-suffering time. And you want, if you have invested the draft, I said this to you already. If you have invested all this money in the draft capital and bring in Tua as your number one quarterback, mm-hmm. you have to give him every opportunity to succeed. Not just go, oh, Tua didn't turn out. And we wish he was Justin Herbert. Right. They've done that. And let's 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 just see how this all let's just see how this all shakes down. But it, it it's a fun time. It was a great game that I didn't get to see. And uh, I'm happy for Tua because this is just all, you know, this is what people thought of, you know, tanking for Tua. Mm-hmm. All, you know, at one point he's the number one pick, no question about it, but then he has the hip injury, which was pretty serious. So I think that's a lot of people forget about that recovery from that is a little, you know, is right there. And then all of a sudden you're in the NFL and you're being, being thrown to the wolves like he was to start his NFL career. So uh, good for them. But there's, you know, it, it, it was a fascinating weekend, the NFL, like it always is. You know, I, I, the thing is that we learned, I just, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I, I, he has a touchdown in eight straight games. Wow. Uh, eight straight games of at, at, uh, eight straight games with at least eight receptions. Like you, you sit there and go, okay, you can't possibly keep this up because it's the Detroit Lions. But Jared Goff uh, looks half decent here. We're, we're sitting there thinking that he's the placeholder for whoever the next quarterback's going to be in Detroit. And I'm not saying this isn't going to change, but what Amon Ross St. Brown is ta- doing right now is, is completely fascinating. And a guy that comes out of nowhere and and a rookie guy last year. That's what I love about the NFL. You look at the draft, you're like, okay, this guy, whatever, he's gone to Detroit. We completely forget about him. All of a sudden, they come out of nowhere. So, and then you look at, you know, our number two point of the things we learned this weekend, Chris Olave in New Orleans, Garrett Wilson with the, with the Jets. Like, how about that Jets-Browns game? There's another one that you're like, oh, it's just the Jets are losing. Buff, you know, Cleveland's pounding the ground with the run game. And then they completely fall apart. Gary Wilson catches two touchdowns, goes over 100 yards. These guys are good, uh, like especially when they come from Ohio State. They, they they've been they were they've been phenomenal through the first two weeks. So that's what I, it, from a fantasy football perspective, there is just so many receivers out there, so many that you can pit, you know find somewhere along the line or get in a draft or pull off the waiver wire early on in the year. But Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, Ohio, former Ohio State teammates, have been absolutely fantastic to start their National Football League career. And then, number three, buddy, Bills Nation. Yeah. I remember I got on the bus, and Eric Dubois, who's the assistant coach for the Manitoba Moose, who was coaching the um, Jets at the, at the rookie tournament, the Young Stars tournament, he, he turns around, and I can't remember who he said it to. He's like, there's no way Buffalo loses tonight, right? And I'm like, I just yell over. I'm like, not a chance. But then it was like 7-7 to start the game. I'm like, And it was like just slow. I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But for them to tear apart Tennessee the way they did, um, they are everything that Bills Nation thinks they are. They are, they are Super Bowl contenders. Josh Allen, who I traded in the offseason to get uh, Devontae Adams, now I'm there. The guy, I, hmm. one of the guys I work with at uh, True North, he's like, thanks for the trade. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, th- th- those types of things, because 
as you know, Dino, with the starting, there's starting quarterbacks all over the place in, in fantasy football, and there's more value in receivers and running backs. And I try to trade, I try to trade Josh Allen in the in the offseason many times because I was going to go with Trey Lance as my starting quarterback this year. Uh, this is completely blown up in my face. Yeah. So on one of my many other teams, but uh, you know, foresight. But Buffalo, they look amazing. Um, it's it's too bad if you're a Dolphins fan or anybody that covers watches the Dolphins because. Tom Brady leaves the division, all of a sudden Josh Allen comes in, and now it's mm. the same problem. So we'll see. We'll see in the in the battle of of two and O's, the Dolphins and the um, Bills next week in Game Three. But it's it's a fascinating time to be alive right now. But it, it, you know, it, having said that, Brady leaves, Allen comes in, but also Tua is there. Yeah. So they've it's a better quarterback than they've yeah. ever had when facing Tom Brady. Yeah. And speaking of quarterbacks. Um, the big, you know, one of the big stories about obviously Appalachian State is should be number one in in all oh, of college my, rankings. How about, but how about this yeah. number one quarterback for the twenty twenty three draft? Yeah, Ohio State CJ Stroud. Like, there's a big battle here. Bryce Young. I, mean, I go down the list of all the quarterbacks out there, but CJ Stroud is, like, just his accuracy, his ability to play the game, the position. He's looking more and more comfortable every week. And this is a much different draft coming up in 2023, Dino. It's like there's a lot of quarterbacks that will help teams immediately uh, in the na- for the National Football League next season. But C.J. Stroud is kind of like, I think, is, is taking a step above. And Bryce Young is behind an incredible, you know, both teams loaded. I'm talking about Alabama and Ohio State in terms of o- offensive line and, you know, their running game and their weapons for both players. But C.J. Stroud, to me, looks just like the more complete quarterback. Just I know it's three weeks in. But uh, to me right now, he's he's like the front runner for QB1 uh, of a draft. They're going to have plenty of opportunities to do that. So uh, plenty of choices for NFL teams anyways coming up with the NFL draft. So, you know, you if the Miami Dolphins seem fine with what they have right now, they're going to have to worry about it. If you're looking at Detroit, I'm pretty sure, depending where they finish off, if they're, they're probably going to draft the successor, they're probably their number one quarterback in some place. But there's a lot of teams that are – Starving for a quarterback, the NFL draft coming up in 2023 is going to solve uh, a lot of these problems, at least from my perspective right now, coming up in uh, next in next May. And, like, seriously, Appalachian State is, you know, oh, might, might end call? up be Yeah, like, what a, what a crazy call, yeah. Hail Mary. But it, they, yeah. they might just on, you know, early season success be one of the top storylines of the whole season. And who knows how far this could carry it, right? It's, it's starting to look a bit yeah. like a movie. It's getting a little ridiculous now, right? It's just uh, that that shootout they had with North Carolina, of course, the win previously, and then of course the the hail mary at the end of this this pre this last game against Troy. So it it is it's fun to watch. It's a smaller school. We've gone over this time and time again, buddy, about how this is what makes college football so appealing to so many people. You see the fans running on the field, like it it it, it had everything. The screaming announcers. That's yeah. you know what like. We talk about screaming, but that you should scream at that point. Like you, you, you should keep your voice cool, and you don't want to blow out people's eardrums. But you have to be screaming. I like how both the color guy and the play-by-play guy. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's what you should be doing because that that you're not seeing that happen ever again uh, this season. So it's just it, it's just it's a great story, and I hope it keeps going because that's what it's. It, we talk about Ohio State, we talk about Alabama, mm-hmm. we talk about everybody else that's supposed to be up there, but just Appalachian State. When when did we ever think this was going to happen? So good for them. Can you imagine if they ever sneak in and, you know, like I, oh. when they expand the playoffs? We know this, it's, this, not. Not, yeah. it's not. But yeah, like year, when they expand the playoffs, that, 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 like, I mean, Cincinnati got in last year, and that's yeah. the, that was a great story. 
And you, you want to see that happen. But the, the, with expanded playoff, that those types of things are going to happen. Mm. And they might get wiped out by Alabama, but who cares? At least they're in there, um, that, that part of it. But, I mean, let, let's just hope. Let's cross our fingers. That they, they're not going to, but you never know at this point that we could have a conversation. But maybe at least to get a bowl game, right? Those, 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 yeah. Those, at some point in – somewhere in January or December, they're going to play a bowl game, and we'll have some entertainment with Appalachian State. The, the team you do not want to face in a bowl game, Appalachian yeah, State. Like yeah. that, you know, that yeah, every time sure. the playoffs come around, they're like, oh, you don't want to face these guys. Literally, nobody really wants to face Appalachian State because they're playing with house money now. Yeah, yeah. They're just like so fired up right now. And just yeah. uh, these types of wins and the way they're playing and uh, confidence is starting to build. And now uh, people are starting to talk about them. So you, that makes them feel good. And they're becoming a national story. Well, you could even say, well, I won't say international because we're share a border with the United States, but you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. There's, people are talking about them more than they ordinarily would. So that, that, that I like that stuff. And it's, it's just great. It's heartwarming. Um, and kids that don't normally get the attention are getting the well-deserved attention at this point. Well said, my man. Thanks so much for joining me. I know it was a busy weekend for you, so uh, relax with the family, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was too bad you couldn't make it out there. The weather was outstanding. Mm. But uh, next next year, my friend, well, and then and tell Trish. Uh, looking forward to seeing her at the conference in, in Denver, Colorado, when the Jets visit the Colorado Avalanche in Ball Arena, which is always a terrifying place to play. But not this year, buddy. Not this year. All right, my man. Take care. Have a good night. Okay, see you, buddy.